Welcome back to Gus Toon's Jets Podcast. And starting off the show, as usual, I've got that doctor. You know him as Dr. Nick, but he's not a real doctor. Hi, Nick, are you there? I am, Gus. How are you doing, my friend? Very well, very well. Nice day today. It's different from the last time we recorded, because the last time we recorded, it was pretty grim, as the whole of the UK has been. Mm-hmm. But it's been pretty good today, where I am. How's it where you are? Wet, but that's British summertime. Um, I think I've said to how many people I know, I think we had our summer back in May and now we're just sort of plodding along till Christmas. Wet, windy, cold. Oh, that sounds like football weather. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. It's interesting though, because we go through this wet summer in the UK. Well, I think anyway. And by the time we get to the London games, we're into an Indian summer and it tends to warm up a bit. Right, you're the first person I've said to uh, my better half, no one has used that word yet, Indian summer. You've just broken the seal. <laughs> there it is. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> right. What have you got for us this week, Nick? So, uh, as usual, here with a trivia question. Um, the question that's actually put out on my uh, Twitter community. And as I said to you earlier, I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't care what Elon Musk does or says. I think X is a bit of a silly name, but that's by the by. Um, no, in the in the Twitter community that I do for Gangrene in the UK and Europe, I've uh, raised a question. And that question is, five players have had their numbers retired by the Jets, but who's missing from the list? A, Curtis Martin. B, Joe Klecko, C, Dennis Bird, or D, Joe Namath. Who's missing from the list? Wowzers. I'll tell you, I had to actually think on this because I, I thought it was one of two people. So I had to have a little think of this. But we're going to find out after the uh, show, at the end of the show, aren't we? Yep, we do. I'll be back at the end of the at the end of the pod to give the answer and a little bit of a rundown on that person, and I will speak to you then. Okay, mate. Grab a beer, and uh, I'll see you soon. Bye bye. See you later, Nick. And we're bringing in my co-presenters of John and Alistair. How are you guys doing? Good, mate. Spot? How are you? Hey guys. Yeah, all good. Good. Excellent. Um, we've all got differing weather because this is the UK and uh, that's what happens. You've got rain. I've got sun. Last week you had sun. I had lots and lots of rain. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a little bit jealous, mate. I'm going to be honest. It's been raining all day here today. Yeah, it's been it's been not very good. But hopefully my microphone will be working properly and I won't be sounding like I've got my head in the toilet. We might have some people that enjoyed it, John, and they'll, and, and um, they'll they'll comment in going, "What happened to to Speedy John?" 
Yeah. <laughs> I miss speedy disconnected jobs. Yeah. Yeah. The hamster needs to pedal the Wi-Fi faster. Yeah. <laughs> Those hamsters are running a bit low at the moment. I've got to get some more later. <laughs> so we have we might not have the weather in all of the country, but um, I think we can safely say it was good to see Jets football back again um, last week, even if it was playing the uh, Cleveland Browns. And even if we didn't see the starters, well, most of the starters play, we did have some projected starters and some players did make a name for themselves um, in that uh, game last week. Um, A player that really stood out for me in particular was Will McDonald and as well he should, I suppose. Mm. He is lightning in the bottle. He's even quicker, I think, than Bryce Huff, and that is saying something. But um, the player, I mean, we talked off air last week, and I wish I'd talked about it more because he had an amazing game. And if, for anybody that doesn't know his number, it's number 38, and that's Trey Dean, and he is a safety out of Florida. He hits like a train, and he was, for me, I thought he was going to be all right. I didn't expect him to be this good. He was all over the place. I would love to see him, probably not a starting um, safety, but I think he could probably take reps off a Whitehead, definitely. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I must admit, was, I, I hadn't, I hadn't noticed him that that much in terms of watching the game real time for me. But then when you sent me the link in the week, I was like, "Whoa, who is this guy?" Like, yeah. like really really like popped and reminded me of, of one of my old old favourites in Buster Screen in the fact that he just plays aggressive. Buster! Buster, I miss Buster. Because he's just aggressive and you just, you just, you sort of, you have your expect, you look at his his frame and his size um, and, and you expect one thing and then he just hits so much harder. He hits above his station, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. It totally, yeah, he, he was a, he was a, he was a hard hitting player and like, as you say, he was, hitting harder than his body should have allowed, but he did. He was a hard hitter. Yeah. yeah. What, was, did anyone stand out for you? Yeah, it was really good for it was good. It's great to see our first our first round pick do so well. That's a really, really positive sign there. Great system is obviously fitting in like a glove. I, I was really impressed with Huff, to be honest. You know, doing that um sack in the in the you know pushing them back in the field goal. So they missed the field goal. Uh, yeah. Pushing them back in the field goal range, I thought that's a, a you know that was a really good sign. You know, the first first teamers. Did he also um, get? Didn't he also get like the very first quarterback hit of the game on the first the first very first snap mm, as mm. well? Which which I think for half particularly is a really good sign. Like yeah. like he can start fast as well. Yeah, I like that. It's it's good that he did well. I think all the competition, you know, at the DNs and and, and pass rushing is is paying off. Yeah, yeah. replicating the San Francisco model, which is great. Yeah, I like that. And talking of San Fran, um, I think Sam Darnold is going to, at the moment, people are saying Brock Purdy's going to come in and he's going to play. I, he might very well do, but I think Sam Darnold is a better quarterback. Uh, watch this space, but we did that last week. <laughs> Sam Darnold that is side. a better quarterback yeah. than someone. Yeah, oh, goodness. Well, so you got the Sam Donald, uh, you know, you got a love thing going on for Sam, I think. He does, yeah, he does. Big time. He's well, it, no, it, well, he, he's a good quarterback that got dumped on from a great height, I, I believe. And uh, I think if he does get someone 
that does believe him and he's in the right place, I think we're going to see a different Sam Darnold. The thing is, the thing is, Brock Purdy fits that system and he listens to Shanahan and he can do the short passes whilst um, Darnold. That system doesn't fit him, unfortunately. So you don't need. It's going to be tricky for Darnold to succeed there. Can I remind everybody this is a Jets uh, podcast? That's the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, all this, all this, yeah. Sam Donald's the past, guys. Come he on, was, focus yeah, on the 38 year old future of Aaron Rodgers. Leave the past as it is. It's an ex, ex, like an ex girlfriend. Just leave it. Don't go back. Don't go back. So, talking of quarterbacks, which brings us on to our starting quarterback um, in the Cleveland game, which was Sam Donald. So, Sam Donald. Because that was all what? Freudian slip. <laughs> Uh, there Zach, he is again. Zach, there he is again. He was only in. He only had five uh, passes. But and I will disagree with some of our other podcast um, content creators. Um, they wanted to see more of um, Zach Wilson. The only problem, if had he scampered for that first down, we would have seen more. But that was where his. Um, that's where the drive finished, and that's why we only saw five passes from uh, Zach Wilson. Mm. What I would say is. It, I think it was a perfect time to take him off because he came off and he hadn't done anything wrong. But the, the, where he did go for that scamper, he did rush it a tiny bit, but he did the right thing. Nothing was open and mm. he pivoted and he tried to make a play and unfortunately slipped down. Had he not slipped down, he would have picked up the first down and the, the, the uh, drive would have been extended, which is what we've been seeing in training camp. And he's mm. been in good drives. He's been going for the first read, second read, third read. So, overall, I was pleased with Zach Wilson and I was very pleased that they took him out of the game when he did because all that you can talk about, especially the beat reporters, is positive things. There's no negatives to be had there. <laughs> That's good, that. So, what you're saying is the key to getting a positive review from Zach Wilson is to take him out after five snaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One quarter and done. But, <laughs> Do one, Zach. That's not going to happen in the next preseason game. So yeah, what, they will start. Like I said, I don't think you. I think you're missing the point I was trying to make. Had he not slipped over, he wouldn't have had five passes. The, the, the drive would have been yeah. extended. He might have had ten or fifteen passes, but because it, that was, he was going to be in for a series, and the series finished because he slipped over. Yeah. So next preseason game. I'm expecting him to have even more. And then the third preseason game, our last preseason game, have a little bit more as well. So, yeah. we've yeah. now, um, which I might as, well, might as well bring this up as well, since we're talking about uh, quarterbacks. Uh, this week, we said goodbye to Chris Streveler, the galloping horse. Um, but yeah. we will need somebody else to come in because you can't have uh, Tim Boyle mm. and Zach Wilson having uh-huh. four quarters between them. So, don't know if we're going to see another person come in, whether or not they're going to get someone in that's going to push Zach or it's just going to be a camp body. I think it'll be a camp body. I think I think it'll be a camp body. Um, mm. And, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's probably the reason they cut. Stra- and I'll say this as well. On our um, Hippodrome Jets uh, chat group, it, it's quite divided. It's a lot more divided than I thought it would be. There's a lot of love for Chris Traveller. Um, I, I felt like... Whilst he was great in preseason last year, his limitations showed up dramatically in the regular season when he had to come in uh, in that game against was it Jacksonville when he yeah. came in and just just clearly wasn't up to it. And and I'm really um, surprised. Yeah, I'm really surprised we cut him because he was oh, he had a deal for the preseason. 
you know, playing the second half. When you can't hit CJ Uzama streaking down the middle of the field with nobody near him, it was <laughs> 20 yards. You're not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. And I'm not Uzama, is he? He, my God. I, I mean, the, the love. <laughs> It's all very nice. He's an ex-Jets player now, you, you know, and thank you very much. Uh, I wish you all the best. But really, I think people are going overboard. He hasn't, he's not, a, he's not an NFL. Go back to the CFL because that is your limit. With all the greatest of respect, but I don't mean anything nasty, but you're not an NFL quarterback. You, The only reason he's been cut is because apparently uh, he had an injury to his thumb, I believe. Uh, that's the only reason he's got cut. It's not because... He's awful because he, he, he's clearly he's a, a good character guy to have in the yeah. locker, and he's good on in uh, training camp. So you know we miss you, Strev. Listen, talking about character, not to move it on too dramatically, but have you guys seen the first episode of One Jet's Drive yet? We yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. Oh, are, you, are we <laughs> going to talk about that? Right, okay. Uh, so we get back to we, we're going to get back to the practice. Um, the last practice of. Um, this week saw it, you couldn't have scripted it any better. Um, mm. Aaron Rodgers was targeting Corey Davis in the end zone, and it would have been a would be touchdown. And the one person on the field that was going to stop that was number one, Source mm. picked off Aaron Rodgers last play, of, uh, which was amazing. Did you guys manage to catch that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and actually, that's kind of what I was going to come on to say was. The reaction to it, it, it's not so much the play that makes me happy. It's the reaction to it. It's it's the way, like, the way the whole team seems to be together. There's a real togetherness about this group. There's a real camaraderie. Uh, but, but but within that, there's a, a proper will to succeed. Like, it's nothing I've, I've witnessed before with a Jets team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I totally agree. I haven't. I, in my fandom, I have never seen this. I mean, obviously, we, we, the cameras and everything are there all the time and mm. we get coverage than we used to. But I've, I've never seen the, the totally. team. I mean, this is the this is first time for so long when we've got somebody so elite whose ex, who's expectations of everyone else, you know, this is Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's got such high standards that everyone's got to, got to increase their level of play. You know, and uh, everyone's realising that, and that's brilliant. So everyone's mm. really pushing it to, to the max. No, just if you slack it off, then you're out. He's yeah. the best quarterback this team's ever seen. Yeah. So, yeah. and maybe we'll never see his likes again in the green. Yeah. Never know. Mm. But probably, yeah, probably true. Even my 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 boyhood hero, Kenny Kenny O, Kenny yeah. O'Brien. I mean, I, I love that guy. That's who, that's who made me be a Jets fan. But, yeah, I mean, um, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, Pennington, great quarterback, always got injured. You know, noodle arm, couldn't really throw the deep ball. Uh, Vinny Testaverde, end of his career, he had one good, great, great season. Um, can't think of anyone else. Fitz had one great season, wasn't it? Uh, Fitz, Fitz, <laughs> oh We're goodness. really scratching now if you, if you bring it. I mean, I love Fitz, but... <laughs> Got to talk to me about Fitz. I'll jump in and save you. Uh, please. <laughs> there, there, please. Was, there were um, some more um, player movements um, this week as well. Um, long time coming. Um, I never was on board with Hamza Nasruddin. 
uh, linebacker. Never a fan of his. Um, last year, he actually got the start. Uh, not quite sure why, but he's finally he had a a game and a quarter and a bit as a starter. Pulled. Um, he's never really got that back. I don't think he really fits what we were trying to do. Uh, so he's been cut along with Malik Hall. He also got cut. Really sad news because he was um, playing really well. Chaz Surratt. Um, he got he was out of the Cleveland game after the interception that he. Uh, great interception that he got. He's got an injured ankle, so hopefully he'll be back soon. I don't think that there's any bearing in this, but the Jets then signed a uh, linebacker, Nick Vigil, and linebacker, I'm going to butcher his name here, Sam Iguovoen. So I'm not sure that's how we'll just call him Sammy. Yeah, let's call him Sam. Sammy Ix. Vigil has got NFL experience and Sam, Sam doesn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're pretty much a special teams player, but um, I, I think they're just camp bodies. So I wouldn't read too much into that. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. But um, we've also signed um, the defensive tackle Bruce Hector. This is breaking about an hour ago. We've signed Ooh. that tackle Bruce Hector and defensive end. Peter... Defense, sorry, defensive end or defensive tackle? Sorry. What did you say? Was it defensive end or defensive tackle? Bruce Hector is a DT. And DT. Samo <clears throat> Penu is a defensive end. Again, I think they're just camp bodies. We right. are sorted along that line. So I think they're just more yeah. camp. So Yeah. Yeah. And like and like John said it earlier, like like we, we knew that Will McDonald was was it was it was a luxury draft in terms of we drafted him and everybody kind of not raised an eyebrow as the quality player but raised an eyebrow in terms of like well that's not remotely a need we've got so much depth there and yet he seems to have added something different um, to that to that um, defensive front if you like it just it really did impress hey by the way which one of you guys uh, last week we were talking about. We recorded before the Cleveland game when we were making predictions. And one of you said Izzy would score a touchdown. Oh, can't remember. It wasn't me. I know that much. But one of you definitely <laughs> said Izzy would score a touchdown. And, and whoever, oh, whoever it was, congratulations. His, I've actually got his name written down here as somebody who was really impressive. Yeah. I thought he was great. I thought that touchdown run, going on the end pylon, I thought that was good. I thought he had a bit of burst about him. Bit of, bit of um, uh, first game. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, good player. I think he needs to pick his. He he did look impressive. Um, fumbled, not good. Um, but he's a rookie and welcome to the NFL. Is he? Yeah. Um, he needs to pick his spot where he's going to, because he is a one cut runner. Said that last week. It might have been me that said he was going to score. I think I said Kuntz was going to score as well. Yeah. But <laughs> he actually played really well. He blocked, I think, um, oh God, so, oh, someone went for a good run. It could have been one of Izzy's runs. He actually sealed the edge. Uh, Did he? One. Right. Okay, good yeah. shout. Because he's, 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 he's a like, unit, that guy. He's yeah. blocking really well. And I don't think, I think in his um, his draft um, prediction that they were saying that he wasn't the much of a blocker. But, I mean, the guy's so raw. But uh, mm. that was a posit- that's another positive. This is going to be really interesting because um, they a lot of people seem to think that Nick Borden, the fullback, is going to make the team. Which well, well, we don't have another fullback, do we? We've got a fullback called Nick Borden. 
No, but, we, don't, uh, we don't. We have to make the team because we haven't got another one. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, but a lot of the times um, teams don't carry a full a fullback because they use um, a tight end, and it, it and mm. easily do that would be Rucker. Rucker is he has played a lot when he was at high Ohio State. Mm. He didn't get much of a look in, but he did play a, a lot of blocking uh, tight end and blocking fullback. Yeah. I mean, likes of uh, Garrett Wilson and. Uh, uh, the guy that's just been drafted, a Jackson Smith Najibba. Yeah. So you've got all these uber talented and a higher state just roll out these wide receivers. Mm, and a lot, eh? Yeah. So uh, the, what, he didn't get much of a look in in the throwing game, but he did block well. As I say, a, a, some of these other content providers that do podcasts, they all seem to think that um, Nick Borden's going to make the team. If Nick Borden makes the team, it's going to throw a spanner in the words because either you're going to carry six wide receivers or five wide receivers or you're going to carry four running backs or five running backs mm. or you're going to carry five tight ends or four tight ends so it, it, wh- wh- wherever uh, where that roster spot is coming someone one of the position groups is going to feel it because of taking Borden on and uh, you know, Hackett likes to uh, apparently, I, I don't. I, I, this is what I've read, but Hackett likes to use fullbacks out of the backfield in flats for a five, six yard game. So, safety, like a safety uh, valve, if you like. Right. But he's a good pass blocker. And with this offensive line, I am worried to say the least. So, you, talk, you, you talked about four, four running backs or five running backs. Your four running backs are going to be Brees Hall. Bam Knight, who's doing really well in training camp, uh, Carter and um, Abanakanda. Yeah, I'm missing someone. Um, Whoever, who, if they sign um, Dalvin Cook, then no, I don't that's, that's not going to happen. That's not happening now. Yeah. And then your tight ends are going to be realistically are going to be um, Conklin and Uzoma and um, Ruckert, and then and then it's kind of Koontz Yaboa. I don't think they'll take both of them. No, but if if Koontz goes on the crap. Pra- practice squad mm. I'm pretty sure that he will get picked up so I would imagine that they'll let Yaboa go on to the practice yeah, squad yeah I imagine so too yeah I, I was joking um, with Dylan Terriman from Jet Nation uh, this morning if we um, put him on the practice squad for, for a fact New England will come in pick him up and turn him into the next Gronk yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you're right you're right uh, yeah. yeah probably um, the other... all, all go to Miami because all of our old players are going there, aren't they, at the moment? Yeah. So... Well, they go there to retire, mate. <laughs> yeah, That's what we'll go to Miami thing. for, isn't it? Isn't it to retire? Yeah. Where do yeah, you the... want to go, Florida or, or, New, or New England? That's a choice if you've been a Jet. Where yeah. would you go? Florida. Florida. Where would you go if you were retiring, John? New England Florida. or Florida? Sunshine for me, guys. <laughs> Sunshine and no me. tax or alcoholics and rain. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear! Yeah, it was Travis Dye? So, but he'll probably more than likely be on the practice squad, and he will not get picked up. But he's a lot of people uh, are raving about Travis Dye as well. So that'll be interesting to see what happens. There's definitely definitely going to be some surprises, isn't there? There is uh, more surprise. Getting back to the linebacker spot, it's you've got C.J. Mosley, you've got uh, Jamie and Sherwood, and you've got the new guy Zaire Barnes. Whether or not we have a fourth linebacker, Quincy Williams. Yeah. Sorry, beg your pardon, Quincy Quinc- Williams. Yeah, Quincy Williams. 
It's a learning uh, curve for Zio Barnes because I mean, he missed that tackle, didn't he, when Felton ran in for the TD? Yes. Number 53, isn't he? So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a learning curve for him as well, isn't it? First game. But he, I, I was watching him quite a lot and his um, east-west speed is <clears throat> phenomenal. But he, he, he got caught out of position a couple of times. Mm. I'll tell you where a roster spot's going to come from. Please cut Ashton Davis. Mm. I think I think with what you were saying earlier about um, uh, Trey Dean, and then obviously they love Tony Adams as well. Yeah, uh, I, I, I I can't see Ashton Davis me. I, I, they, they, we're keeping him around because he's really good on special teams. But now yeah. we've got other players like we've got the wide receiver Brownlee and 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 obviously Hardman can play special teams as well. You know what I mean? We've got options on special teams. Uh -huh. um, so I, I don't see Ashton Davis making the roster. Well, he seems to have been Teflon so far. I'll yeah, 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 mm. yeah. But there he is. He's there. Yeah. Well, they like they looked, didn't he have? He's a it was um uh, a track um guy at Cal, wasn't he? Yeah, he's he's, a, a, he's an athlete. He's not a football player. Yeah, he's an athlete. <laughs> he lacks the footballing brain. Yeah, so um so we'll see, we'll see. But look, it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? It is. It is. I mean, I'm still slightly worried about the safety position. I'm not as worried as I was a week ago because of. Trey Dean and Tony Adams um, stats uh, standing up. I think Whitehead as well will get his play will get elevated by others around him. So um, yeah, and also second year in the system, second year at the club. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, you've got two absolutely well, three absolutely amazing corners to back you up. Yeah. So looking forward, guys. Um, I think it starts tomorrow, uh, being Wednesday. The Jets are at the Panthers' joint practice. Uh, we've also got Tampa Bay as well, joint practice. Uh, and then we um, finish uh, the preseason game this week with brand new quarterback into the league, Bright, Bryce Young, who out, out of Alabama, Quinlan Williams' his old uh, mate. Mm. He, uh, facing Quinlan Williams and the, the Did they play together at Bama? Is, is, is there not... Surely not. Surely, surely Quinnen was gone by the time Bryce Young was there. Well, he's an alum, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fair. No, I just thought I thought I'd missed something there. I thought maybe they did play together, but no, it can't be. Um, uh, yeah, I think it'll be it'll be fun to see because I don't think either one of those teams is anywhere near where we are in terms of quality of of, of depth of quality and and what have you. So maybe I'm I'm put my foot in it a little bit here saying that but but I think it could be it could be it's a really good test to see where we are but I'm confident we're going to be like last year we had a, a joint practice with the Green Bay didn't we yeah that's right and we're going into that and and I was thinking our squad compared to Green Bay's squad isn't going to be anywhere close and now I'm the opposite I'm like I don't see the Panthers or even the Bucks having anywhere close to as good a squad as us it'll be no. interesting to see Bryce Young actually because he you know, he's only five foot ten, isn't he? And that's yeah. just, you know, you see him in the pictures, he's so small compared to all the linemen. How is he going to get the ball over? It's going to be, you know, but he's not a runner. He isn't a runner. So he's going to be staying in the pocket, trying to make as many throws as he can. He's you quick, could, though, isn't he? So it'll be a good test for someone like Will McDonald and Bryce Huff. You could say the same yeah. for him. Tyler Murray in Arizona, he's like Marvin the Martian, how he ever saw. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's even yeah, smaller, he's, isn't he? 
but did you see his one playoff game where he threw like didn't he throw a pick six like pretty much immediately uh in his one playoff game Kyler Murray Kyler Murray's the one where I could I could never understand why he went one overall he was never the boy for me don't believe I so so I'm actually looking forward um it will allay most Jets fans fears if we can get through this um Preseason game against Carolina, and our O line actually stands up because our O line against uh, the Browns did not look good at all. Yeah, a worry, I have to say. It's a concern. But yeah, it's a concern. A bit more of Beckton and mm. Mitchell. Mitchell looked all right. Oh, buddy of ours, um, but buddy of ours, Joe, Joe Braga, Jersey Joe, shout out Jersey Joe. Went to yeah, um, went to watch the uh, practice, didn't he, this week, John? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, he was saying Beckton is massive. Like, yeah, send some good was, picks. Yeah, sent some picks over, and and Beckton's like a building. It's ridiculous. So, <laughs> it, 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 even though he's had two seasons with injury, you still have that that hope, don't you? That because if you can just we can get him playing, we've got something unbelievable there. Yeah, yeah. totally. If we can, if those offensive tackles can stay healthy. You know, for the bulk of the season, we got a dominant, dominant offensive line. We still haven't got Dwayne Brown back. This mm. isn't talked about enough. And what worries me is what Salah has said in previous about injuries. Um, they're a little bit not forthcoming with the truth, let's say. Um, Dwayne Brown is still not out there. Um, I, I, He's, I think he has returned to practice, but he's been working on his own. So he's not actually getting any reps in training. So Beckton could quite possibly start at left tackle because I still think, regardless of even if Beckton isn't up to speed, I still think he's streets ahead of any, anybody else that can play that position. Mm. Do not like Billy Turner there. I don't think Billy Turner has got any right to be a starting anything in on an offensive line. So. Yeah. No. The ideal, the ideal is Max Mitchell right tackle, Beckton left tackle, Lakin uh, um, guard, AVT guard, and then the rookie Tipman at centre because they're all uh, Tomlinson aside, they're all young enough um, to form a line that's going to, you know, be there for years. Yeah, I, I still think that Tipman won't actually start until. Possibly. Possibly not. Yeah, I'm just talking about like throughout the season. If we oh, can get gosh, to that yeah. point where 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 four of our five that are starting are a possible long term solution, yeah, yeah, then then that's that's what you want, really. You want to have the same line together for three, four, five years if you can if you can get away with it. Like the Cowboys yeah. had such a great line for so long because they it, were all the same. They knew it, each other inside out and backwards. You're right. It's one of those positions, and people. Some people get too into individual players, and it's one of those positions. Not so, not so much defensive line, but more so offensive line. You have to play as a unit, and that old saying "you're as strong as your weakest link" is never more true on the offensive line. If you've got a weak link, and the defensive coordinator, they'll just exploit that, and they'll just keep going at it and at it and at it and at it and at it. And if that's your strongest front five you're doomed unless you can game plan around it. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, I agree with that. So I can ask you guys, how confident are you with this offensive line right as it stands now? <laughs> out of what? Out of 10? 
I'm, I'm not I'm not confident at all in slightest. I mean, you're talking five, six max, really. Uh, yeah, no, I have 100. What's going on? Offensive tackles need to be seriously addressed. Beckton, I've got little faith in him. You know, he's got to play 17 games. The chance of that happening, if I'm a betting man, which I am, you know, that is not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. Yeah. And where, what we're gonna, what's gonna happen then? That's a weak point. That's a weak spot. Yeah. I think um, Brian Burns is gonna be like a great white shark uh, on a. Is it Saturday or Sunday? The preseason game. I think it's Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, for us, I think it's like a nine o'clock kickoff. I think it is. It, it's, yeah, it's live on Sky, isn't it? It's it's definitely like a couple of a couple of shows ago we were talking about position groups you're worried about and you mentioned safety Gus and I and I mentioned linebacker and 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 um, they've both sort of sort of working themselves out with cuts and, and additions and people standing out in camp and what have you but offensive line continues to be the question mark it, does. Um, it seems to be ironic that we've got a former offensive lineman as GM who's done an amazing job. And then the one, the one, um, the one part of the field that he can't buy a bit of luck with injuries uh, seems to be offensive line. So um, I'm we'll sure. see. I have confidence yeah. that we have the right man in terms of the GM to to find us the offensive lineman because I think AVT was a good pickup. I think Beckton was a good was a good pickup. You know, obviously the injuries have, have, have curtailed that. Um, it's a tricky situation for Joe because in the draft, you know, we all know that he wanted an offensive lineman, offensive tackle. By the time we got sniped by Pittsburgh via New England, thank you very much, um, we, all those five were off the board. So that's why he went for the best player available, defensive yeah. end. So yeah. It was a tricky situation for the guy. So I think he's looking around now. We've got 30 days, right? If, you know, to find, you know, somebody who's been cut. Yeah. And I think he'll scoop up a couple. You know, I yeah, think we'll put so. somebody good. I think we'll be pleasantly. I think we'll be pleasantly surprised, and it'll be a different conversation before kickoff. Before the Dwayne Brown one's an interesting one because didn't he have like a uh, a a ten million? It's a ten million dollar roster um, uh, uh, cap hit, but but he was a we could cut him with with zero a dead cap up to a certain date. What was the date? I'm assuming we've gone past that date now. We must have gone past that date. So, so it, it does seem odd that that they obviously made the decision not to cut him when it would have made a lot of financial sense to cut him uh, if they weren't mm. sure. So they obviously went, well, we're, we're confident in this guy. We're confident this guy's going to be worth that ten million. We're confident we don't need to re-sign George Fan or whatever they were, whatever else they could have done. We're gonna we're gonna push all our chips in on Dwayne Brown, and and as you say, he's not practiced yet. Yeah, Brown's got a base salary of nine million. Yeah, every eleven. So, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think mm. you're right. What you're saying um, about um, I think when once the waiver wires start filling up, I, I think last year I believe we cut six or seven people, um, and all of them picked up. We're now a team where other people are going through our castoffs. So, I would imagine that there's. I mean, good offensive tackles, they never come free. They never come free. But what I'm hoping for is maybe one of um, the other 31 teams out there, they've got a vet that they don't need anymore because a, a rookie or a, a second-year player has stepped up. So mm. we we might be able to sign a, a vet 
to a short, you know, one year contract or something like that. But I, I wouldn't think <clears throat> that we are going to go into the season with the offensive lineman that we've currently got on roster. I would think that there might be one. There's going to be changes. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, even that cap room that we've got, um, that very, thank you very much, Aaron Rodgers. He renegotiated his contract. That gives us some wiggle room as well. Who's out there? Don't know. Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because anyone who's likely to hit waiver wire, you would think that if Beckton were fully fit and firing, if Mitchell worked out, if AVT was fully fit and firing, then then if Lakin Thompson played to the level we know he can, then yeah. anyone we're going to pick up on waiver wire isn't going to isn't going to threaten that starting line anyway. But the fact that then none of them are <clears> hitting <throat> the heights, with maybe the exception of AVT, you know, does does give does does give you pause and kind of go. Again, we're bringing in depth and hopefully better depth with the best will in the world and no no disrespect than the likes of Ogway and the guys we picked up last year that were, you know, average at best. And anyway, because let's face it, when you're on the waiver wire, you choose where you want to go and you've got the chance to play with Aaron as well. So that makes things a little bit more attractive. So I'm confident, um, weirdly confident, that I think that we will pick up somebody to help out because as it stands now, I don't, I don't think we're, we're looking very good. But who knows? Who knows? As, as you've said before, uh, a, a few minutes ago, it takes time for an offensive line to gel. Mm. You know, mm. we might see that. You just don't. Um, you mentioned earlier on, Alistair, uh, one jet's drive. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I was so pumped after I watched it. You've watched it already? Yeah, mate. I couldn't wait. Second it came out. I watched it three times, are you? Today? <laughs> oh, two and a half, mate. Two and a half. <laughs> I'm paused on that. No, no, only once. I've only watched it once. But it's 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 awesome. It's like I was saying earlier, the difference between that, like last year, I was talking to John earlier actually about it and saying, like watching last year's series where Source Garden is sort of training on his own. We don't really know what we've got yet. And, and now cut to this year. And it, that same mentality that we kind of really only saw Source having last year, like the whole team seems to have that mentality. It's like just raw belief. It, it's not even necessarily what I'm saying mentality. I don't mean that they weren't training hard. It's just like a level of confidence mm-hmm. that has gone up and shot up. And some of that's the Aaron Rodgers effect. Some of that's also the fact that we had basically three rookies of the year last year, um, counting Brees Hall as the other one. Um, and they're all still there, and and it just 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 the atmosphere, and and the big thing I wanted to talk about, which is 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 if we'd signed an Alan Lazard um, uh, two years ago, he would have been all we were talking about, all we were talking about. He would have been the great hope, but the likes of Lazard, Lazard could potentially have a great season because all eyes are going to be on Garrett Wilson. All eyes are going to be on Brees Hall when he comes back. You know, do you know what I mean? And and a Lazard, or as you said the other week, guys, a Corey Davis, it's mm. just going to, it, it has potential just to go off. Yeah. I still, I'm still a little bit um, up and down on how I feel about Randall Cobb. I know why Randall Cobb's there and I know what Randall Cobb can do. When he does take the field, he is... He, he will get you yards. If so, if you need a first down, he will give you a first down. But it's at the expense of young talent. I, I, I put this on uh, Twitter um, the other day. If Brownlee 
ends up on the practice squad, someone is going to take him. Yeah, yeah, we can't do that. Brown mm-hmm. needs to yeah. be in the, in the. How many wide receivers can we keep on the fifty-three? Well, 52. I asked Connor Rogers yesterday on Twitter. I said, "How many do you think <laughs> keep?" And he said, five. But most Ooh. want us to keep six. We've got to keep six, haven't we? To keep Where are we talking? We're talking. We're talking. Garrett, Corey, Lazard. Um, unless we trade Corey, you know, but. No, you don't want to trade. But the thing is with Corey, if you trade Corey, they're going to need a replacement. You're not going to re- replace a... Davis with a rookie. I didn't know Lazard was. He's six foot five. Yeah, yeah big guy, Lazard. I, I like Lazard at Green Bay. I'm really, I was really excited to get him. Um, who's your five then, guys? Garrett Wilson, what? Alan Lazard, Corey Davis, McCall Hardman. And Cobb, isn't it? Cobb's going to stay. And Cobb, Cobb. and then, and then Brownie would be six. And Brownie yeah. would be six. Have we but missed the... anybody? Yeah, but this is going back to what I was saying about Nick Borden. Because Nick Borden's there now, you're going to lose one of those. We only have four running backs. Because of, and, 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 and what should we call it? Four, four running backs, backs, four tight ends. So, we, we, whatever, whatever happens, Nick Borden signing. So, if we didn't keep Randall Cobb, I mean, mm. 13 year vet, we know what we're to say. Every time he touches the ball, he picks up Yak. So, he's, he's a good player, but. <laughs> How many tight ends are we are we keeping? Probably Uzama, Conklin, Ruckert, and Kuntz. I would imagine that'd be that. I would imagine that'd be the four. Yeah, that means yeah. Kenny 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 Y is going to be going there. Practice Kenny squad, o. or he might just go somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Getting back to the um, one Jets drive, um, we've also got another program coming out, Hard Knocks. Uh, if if you guys. Well, I know you guys know, but some of the listeners might not know. Hard Knocks is like a behind-the-scenes um, documentary, fly-on-the-wall kind of thing. The Jets were on it in 2010, I believe it was, with Rex Ryan. It isn't available in this country. Well, you can. <clears throat> if you want to watch HBO, you need to buy it from your TV provider for an extra cost, if they have it. Uh, if you've got an existing subscription, you can access HBO on Go UK for free hbo can be viewed on your devices through their website and the app so you haven't been able to see our hard knocks that's the only way you can see it at the moment or you need to write this down if you want to watch hard knocks 2023 in the uk on max here's some quick steps for you subscribe to a reliable vpn service like express vpn or nord vpn you can also do this on uh, norton if you've got norton just put your VPN on. Uh, download and launch the app on your device. So this is the Max app. Um, connect to a, a US server like the New York server. Once you log into your Max account on the website, search for Hard Knocks and bingo, you're on. Uh, if, if any of you listening to this, you want to do that, either replay this or just drop me a DM and I'll hook you up. And that's that's for Mac users, right? You said? Max is in yeah. UK. Yeah, Max, Max is the app. Yeah, M A X. M A X. Max is is. Oh the, right, okay. Not Mac. As a debut. But I do Mac as in Macintosh. That's all. Yeah. No, no, good point. Good point. Good <laughs> point. Just, Show my yeah. age a bit. So, I think this <laughs> Mac lover, don't aren't you? I'm really not a Mac lover. <laughs> I can't be. It's just like belting out about Max. Oh. <laughs> Round off the show, guys. I think it's time for John's corner and his mad. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh yeah, we got. I got some crackers today. I got a cracking mad stat. So, oh. John's mad stat. So, Aaron Rodgers 
last season uh, for Green Bay produced 21.8 points per game on average. The Jets, we had 17.8. If we have Aaron Rodgers do his bare minimum, considering like he played off, you know, didn't play very well last season, do 21.8 points on average this season, uh, sorry, last season, we would have been 11 and 6. 11 and 6. Just by those four additional points. So if wow. we were 22, if we had 20, just over 22 points, we would have been 12 and 5. That's how great our defense is. And that's how bad Zach Wilson is. So on the back of that, the Jets playoffs, um, your odds are minus 130. Good, good odds. So I'll put some more money on that to make the playoffs and over 9.5 wins um, for the season as well is looking very strong. Uh, my preference is the playoffs because um, you got more because of the extra team now that goes in the playoffs. You got more chance of a nine and eight team getting in like Miami did mm. last season. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's the stat. I've also got a futures bet. So coincidentally, it's uh, it's not a New England player this week. So I've ran out of there. What? But <laughs> I'll find one for next week. But because we're playing Carolina, it's going to be a Carolina player. So Miles Sanders under for the season nine hundred and twenty-five point five rush yards. The reason, I know that Carolina has gone to Frank, got Reich and Deuce Daly. They all love him. They know him. He'll be the starter. But you compare his situation with Carolina with a rookie quarterback who doesn't scramble, who doesn't run, uh, a young team, pretty dire offensive line, average at, at max. Compare that to what he had last season, the best offensive line. I mean, they were dominant. Mm-hmm. He got a rushing quarterback. So the defense hadn't got a clue if Hertz was going to rush or whatever mm-hmm. or pass. Hand off to, to Sanders, boom! You got he's got loads of room. Um, what did he get what, last year? What did Sanders get last year? That's a yeah. great question. You know what? That's a great question. <laughs> I thought you'd have that information. Man. I did not. I did not have that information, buddy. You got. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. That is a good one. So, but um, yeah, under. Absolutely, got Chubba Hubbard as his as his backup. Mm. Um, yeah, so I got I think got twelve hundred yards. I think that I guess I'm just double checking now. But you know that's a dominant team. Philadelphia, great team. Played an easy schedule as well. Easy, the easiest schedule last season. Philadelphia, the easiest schedule this season is Atlanta and New Orleans. But because they're, they're in such a weak division with Carolina. They could easily rack up the you know rack up the wins there in Carolina. Rookie quarterbacks never do well, right? So it's not mm. going to be a tough season. So there's my there's my futures bet. You know another one there, Miles Sanders. Good stuff. Well, right, guys. Well, I'm going to bring Nick in because he's lurking in the wings again. He's just gone off for a beer. So hey, Nick. <laughs> How's it going, buddy? Uh, well, he's beer and nuts, and he'll be back in with us in a second. Nick's coming with his nuts. Great. <laughs> Fully loaded. Great, guys. It's been Thanks, mate. Let's uh, do this again next week. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Just one Go thing. Yeah. We did this last week, and we came out of it relatively unscathed, so I'm going to do it again. Please pray that the Jets don't pick up any serious injuries. Yeah. <laughs> we need to say that every week. 
I need to say that every week. I'm, not I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. JTS. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. That was a good pod again. Always enjoyable. And guess who's waiting in the wings? He's been off for a beer and he's back. It's Dr. Nick. How you doing, Nick? You got those yeah. for us? I, I am good. I am good. Um, yep. Yeah, another enjoyable podcast. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm back again, as those who listened at the beginning would have heard, uh, with the, uh, not the result, but the answer to the trivia. So should I go through the question one more time for those who might have missed the beginning? Yeah, sure. So uh, the question is, uh, five players have had their numbers retired by the Jets, but who is missing from the list? Uh, A is Curtis Martin, number 28. B, Joe Klecko. 73 C Dennis Bird who was 90 and of course Joe Namath the famous number 12 so the answer is obviously Don Maynard who was which number Gus 1313 that's the one so Don Maynard took an odd road to stardom. It began with four productive years at tiny Texas Western uh, Western College, where he was a two-time all-border conference halfback and track star. He was a future draft pick of the New York Giants in 1957, but played only the 1958 season with the team before moving to Hamilton in the Canadian Football League in 1959. A year later, he became the first player to sign with the new American Football League's New York Titans, a team, as we know, that would later change its name to the Jets. The young New York team struggled for several seasons before several seasons before they attained any level of respect. Now, Maynard, who was never known as a precise pattern runner, often had to improvise as one of his team's constantly rotating crop of quarterbacks scrambled for his life. In 1965, quarterback Joe Namath arrived on the scene and the resulting chemistry that developed between 10 and 12 proved to be, excuse me, not 10 and 12, 12 and 13, proved to be the perfect mix. Now, while Maynard was a frequent standout for the Jets, he had his biggest day in the 1968 AFL Championship game that preceded the Jets' stunning upset of uh, Baltimore in Super Bowl III. In New York's 27-23 victory over Oakland, Maynard caught six passes for 118 yards and two touchdowns. His 14-yard grab in the first period gave the Jets the lead and his six-yard catch in the fourth period proved to be the game winner. Although he never led the league in receiving any one season, at the time of his retirement following the 1973 season, Maynard was one of only five players to record more than 50 receptions and more than 1,000 receiving yards in five different seasons. A four-time AFL All-Star, his 633 career catches for 11,834 yards were both pro records at the time. There you go. What do you think of that? You know what? It's amazing. Uh, he's, he also, um, you left off this, he had 88 touchdowns in in his career, which is just unbelievable. But you look at um, his stats and, and what people need to realise is today we've got a passing league. Back then, it wasn't a passing league. It was very much ground and pound with a passing game. So people need to remember that. So to, to get 11,000 yards, uh, mm. how he did, it was just unbelievable. 
I think Maynard could probably play in in the modern NFL. Maybe not today, but you know, in the in the seventies and eighties, he would have definitely been a player to be reckoned with. And I think he's very much underrated. Um, if people haven't looked at Don Maynard and, and looked at his career, it's well worth googling Don Maynard and, and having a look. Even go on YouTube and and look at some of Don Maynard's highlights. The guy was lightning in a bottle. He had amazingly soft hands and he is one tough SRB. He's only uh, six foot, so in today's game, he would have been probably looked at as being relatively undersized. And his weight, he was only about 180 pounds as well, but that lanky frame, he could catch. Boy, could he catch. But um, he had a nickname as well, didn't he? He did. Do you know what it is? This I know last week um, with the Wayne Crebet, I flopped, but I <laughs> do know the answer to this one. Do you want okay. to hear Yeah. What? His nickname. It's country. Yeah. Because he is a good old boy from the country. That's the one. From the West. Yeah. So that's that. So those are the five shirts, uh, sorry, numbers that have been retired uh, by the Jets. He's the, he's he's in there with that other with the other four. Awesome. That's it. And if you don't believe us, next time you're in MetLife, just have a look around. There needs to be more shirts up there, in my opinion. But there you go. We call them shirts. Americans call them jerseys, of course. <laughs> yeah, I always find myself having to to alter to uh, more uh, Americanized language. I, I've got to stop calling it a pitch. Yeah, it's a feel. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's been good coming on here again, Gus. Uh, like I said, love the pod and look forward to coming on next time. Brilliant. Cheers, Nick. Really appreciate it. Interesting facts there. Cheers, mate. Again soon. Cheers, Nick.